you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja. I'm also here with Mikey Kenny, also known as Keylock. Yo, what's up? And we have a new host, long-awaited new host. I think actually it was been like three weeks since I said we were looking for a new host. Maybe a little longer than that. Uh, but yeah, we have here uh, Bobby Schischler, also known as Blazing Bob. Say what's up, Bob. Hey, what's what's going on, guys? I uh, appreciate you you having me on. This is great. Oh, no problem. Thanks for uh, thanks for reaching out and saying you wanted to be on the podcast. So uh, it's gonna be Bob's first ride, not your first podcast, but your first ride on for uh, Watchpoint Radio. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna come back to Bob in a second. But this is episode number fifty six. We're recording on May sixteenth for release on May seventeenth. Um, not a lot of news going on this week. I mean, we know we got something coming up, hopefully next week. Hopefully we don't get played out, but more than likely we got something coming up next week. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about hopes for season five and, um, you know, the Michael Chu AMA, a little bit of it. Some of the interesting things that came out, uh, maybe we're going to talk a little bit about SRR decay for all ranks and whether it's a good idea or not. And a couple other things. But, uh, before we get into that, I just want to welcome anybody who's listening to Watchmore Radio for the very first time. Thank you very much for uh, checking us out, and hopefully you enjoyed the podcast enough to come back next week and then the week after that. Uh, we do talk about Overwatch news and some esports, but the primary focus of the show is uh, Overwatch and its community, uh, like I just said, and um, also the state of the game. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much what we talk about. That's what you should expect from the show. So this is the part where we talk about, you know, what we've, what's been going on in Overwatch with us. But, uh, you know, since Bob is uh, the new guy, Bob, why don't you tell us, you know, tell us, tell the audience about yourself. Why should, why should they care about Blazing Bob? Well, there's no reason for that. Modesty. choice of words. Man, so much <laughs> modesty. I like it. I get two modest people in a row. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit about myself. I've gamed my entire life i'm kind of old so i started early i built my first 486 sx when i was uh, 14 years old started the original wolfen uh wolfenstein 3d and from there just moved on i've console gamed i've computer gamed i've played about every large mmo there was i don't play mmos now i just play overwatch though wasn't well, the same thing no <laughs> <laughs> no people want it to be the same thing <laughs> people want overwatch to be a lot of things that it's not i'd yes. say 
Although yeah, so, it is something I had never played ever before. It brought me back to PC gaming because I've been console gaming for probably, the, probably since I got married seven years ago. Huh. Well, this, welcome back. Yeah, this got me to make a whole new computer. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know that you made a whole new computer just for Overwatch. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's that's dedication right there. Um. Now, luckily for me, Overwatch isn't that graphics intensive. Even though when I got my uh, my GTX 1070, I was able to crank it up to Epic, and then I actually brought it back down because while I could, I could play it at you know high frames, you start I start to notice things like the, the glare from the sun on Epic is just too much. Like I'm actually like it's actually hindering my performance. Does it look beautiful? Yes. No, I don't want that though. <laughs> I, I need to be able to see who I'm shooting at. I yeah. actually play on low almost everything uh basically the same thing pros use i just researched what like idd qd does and i did the same thing yeah no that's smart i mean that's um back when i used to play counter-strike you know we we would put the graphics on low as well for the same reason that it gets rid of certain um like textures artifacts it it makes it easier to see obviously your performance is through the roof you know well and Uh, and, Go ahead. Yeah. And one thing that you actually wouldn't notice if you didn't play on high and then switch to low is like, uh, for instance, window shutters are gone when you go to low graphics. Uh, they are no longer there, so so symmetric uh, turrets can't hide behind them. Things of that nature. It act. It gives you more visibility in the game. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good reason. I don't know. Like I, I, I mean, I play Overwatch competitively, right? But I'm like, ah, I still kind of want it to look good, though. <laughs> like when I play it. Well, that's yeah. when you just when you play competitive, you turn it off, and then when you play quick play, you like flip just back up. You're good. Too much work. All okay. about tryhard. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, if I was if I was like super like if I was extreme into it, I think I'd definitely do the same thing. But I'm just kind of like, eh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it on. So, um, I know you you actually have three accounts. You have I you do. know a main and two Smurf accounts, but you don't throw, which is why you know why I won't bother you about it. <laughs> you know I, mean? I mean, he's well, over leveled his other Smurf, right? Is that what you told us? Yeah, my other my my other Smurf made it to to Diamond, and I have yet to get to Diamond with my main. Mm. So your Smurf made to diamond, but your main isn't in diamond. Well, my main started out in season one as a Torbjorn Junkrat main, so trying to work that <laughs> that remembered MMR back up is not an easy task. True. Well, I bet. Yeah. All right. So, how much Overwatch do you would you say that you play on a regular basis? I play at least three to four hours every night. And on the weekends, yeah. sometimes I don't get any in because I do a lot of stuff. But when I do, I try to go for like a good four-hour chunk. That's, that's a solid effort. That's a solid chunk. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm the exact opposite. During the week, it's very difficult for me to get games in. So when I do play, it's mostly Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, actually, this past week... 
I don't even have what you've been doing in Overwatch this week because I have, I just was not able to play, which I'm I'm a little pissed about because you know season's ending soon and I'm like I want to climb as high as I can so I could be ready yeah. for the next for the drop next season. I played. Um, yeah, I mean I feel you. I I I got to play Overwatch though, and I got like five of my competitive games in. <laughs> Yeah. I haven't even placed yet. Like, you still haven't placed yet? Dude, I will play those with you. You do? No. I don't I think you can. I love placement games, man. I don't think you can. Oh, unless you're like that low with your other Smurf. Because I am I I ended the season of the last season in gold. So I don't know. But well, I think my, just... Yeah, my main's only 2752 at the moment. So oh, I can okay. still yeah, I can still play with him. Okay. Yeah, so I think like placing matches, there's no restrictions, especially because when you place, I mean, there's no guarantee that you're gonna make it. Maybe with the other person. It's true. It's maybe, maybe. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, it, it's uh, you. You cannot do placements if you're diamond or higher. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, because we were in a group, and I was with my gold and platinum friends, and what we and I was doing my placements, and uh, one of the platinums got to diamond, and then we had to drop him. And then we went from a five man to a four man. And I'm sure that went swimmingly. And then I lost. And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm sure that went swimmingly. Well it one five lost one. So you know. Happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So but yeah, we're 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 happy to have you, Bob. We're uh yeah. you know, I'm sh- sure you'll shed a lot of uh a lot of light on the show that me and Mike may not have been able to provide before, possibly because we were arguing. So, or possibly and, because none of us are in diamond. Yeah, <laughs> and because I have no life. Oh. <laughs> uh, Although I know I have an Overwatch game. life, right? Yeah. I'm saying if you're you a gamer, three. you have many lives. You have three Overwatch lives. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, okay, let's go ahead and get into our, our top story. Top story. Okay, so it's not really a top story because it's you know we're, we're gonna there's not that, there's not much going on right now you know uh, things are quiet on the Overwatch front um, as predicted they are letting the Nexus Challenge kind of uh I'll finish up mm-hmm. speaking of Nexus Challenge this week I know a lot of people didn't care about week three but week four you get ten free loot boxes well it's not free because you have to pay with your time yeah so, so uh, you have to play like twenty games. Uh, yeah, if you haven't played any Nexus Challenge, you will have to play 20 games to get 10 loot boxes. But along the way, you also get the uh, yeah, you also get the um, the Diva skin. You get the, the only skin. skin if you didn't get it before. So you get other stuff along the way. Yeah, for those that don't like Hots. But um, side note, Diva Diva dropped today in Heroes of the Storm as well. Oh, she did. Yeah, she's fucking fun. Check <laughs> uh, <laughs> that out. She's she's weird, but she's fun. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I finally watched that video. I was like, how can they have her negate melee damage? And I saw that her thing's reduced. on the ground, like it points to the ground now versus okay, I'm like, okay, fine. We'll see how that works. So and does it act does it actually negate or does it just lower damage done? Reduce damage severely. Like you don't negate all the damage, it just reduces it. And once you aim it, you can't, like, turn it or change it or anything like that. You kind of just have this, like, gate in front of you, and you kind of have to, like, keep people in it. It's kind of hard to use. Like, that's how you're going to tell good divas from bad divas is using defense. It's how they how they use defense matrix. Also, right. if they accidentally launch their mech in the wrong direction, which I did in my first game. 
Because yeah. <laughs> I clicked one way and I thought it was going to launch and I started running like I was out of mech ahead of time, but it, it launched in the opposite direction. I was like, that's not what Whoops. I wanted. <laughs> so it so it has a little bit of a wind up then. Kind of, yeah, a little bit, not too much. I'm but, real new to to hots. Yeah, like she's she's fun. I don't think she's gonna she she can be kind of new player friendly, but I don't think she's. I I think you can definitely tell the difference. You'll be able to tell the difference quickly between someone who's good at, good at the game and knows how to use the character versus someone who doesn't very quickly. Yeah. Well, I mean, she just dropped with too. a lot of people. So, yeah. <laughs> with a lot of characters. That's true. Uh, uh, but yes, yeah, so... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, I've played five five total games of HOTS and MOBAs, if we're going to say that. So Is it for the Nexus Challenge? Yep. I yep. got my <laughs> Genji skin, and I'm pretty good. I don't know. For me, I think it'll be hard if HOTS is your first MOBA. It's hard to go play other MOBAs after that, because HOTS is fun. <laughs> also, Hots is very user friendly and it is, like holds it is. your hand. And God, I yeah. don't want to play yeah. League of Legends. Then yeah, it's, it's, it's not like I'm some MOBA noob either. Right? I've been playing MOBA since they were created. You know, since right. Dota, right. right? But I, I just never really liked it because it's the same map over and over again. Uh, unless you, especially in the early days. Unless you had somebody to kind of hold your hand and bring you along, it was very difficult to get into that scene. So I, I never, I was like, so what are we, we're supposed to run up to the mobs and get the last hit on the mob, but not fight the person that's in front of us? Like, yeah, I'm like, this is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a lot of work. Yeah. So yeah, definitely uh, people who are getting the hots and liking hots. That may not necessarily translate to League of Legends, Heroes of New Earth, any other of these other MOBAs, but Hots is cool. I do, I do enjoy it. So, but anyway, but this topic is not about Heroes of the Storm. This topic is about <laughs> you know season four is coming to an end, and season five actually season four is coming to an end on May 29th at midnight UTC. What's midnight UTC? Eh, not 100% sure. So we checked it out. And uh, it's actually sun. It's going to be uh, Sunday, May 29th, 8 p.m. EST or 5 p.m. Pacific. Um, and season five actually starts on June 1st. So we're talking about a super short break in between seasons. And that's because people were complaining like, oh, two weeks is too long. Oh, a week is too long. There shouldn't be a break at all. And I'm like, yes, there should. Like having that two week break is the f- perfect place to drop new characters, to drop new maps, get them in rotation, get people playing them. You know, get major changes like Bastion. You know, make it having changes. Those changes should not like have come in the beginning of the season. Season three start Bastion unkillable. That was yeah. horrible. Yes. Or sorry, yes. sorry. Not season, season three, four. season four. Yeah, that was the worst placements I've ever had. That's why. I, well, that's one of the reasons it took me so long to place in the first place, because I'm like, I'm not going to play the Bastion meta. You know, that, that's I'm not going to place. I should say I'm not going to place in the Bastion meta. You know, that was a problem. But like, yeah, major changes like that uh, should be done in the off season. I think. Well, the problem was is we didn't play Bastion. Yeah, <laughs> so it was our fault, right? Yeah. Why <laughs> didn't you play meta? Us. Why didn't you play the OP bullshit? I mean, why not? I don't know. I'm an American. I'm free. 
<laughs> That's what I'm going with. But yeah, so the new season starts June 1st. And uh, there's definitely been some changes. You know, every season that's come, there's been some changes. Like, you know, with season three, we had the change of the bell curve, which actually, I think, helped the game a lot in terms of making sure that the player base was spread properly. Uh, you know, season four, we had the major changes to the um, to the overtime mechanic, you know, even though they reverted one, which I disagreed with last show, but they reverted one to a degree. Uh, so I guess uh, the question is, what changes do we want to see for season five? Um, I know personally, there's a couple of things. Like one, I, I for I want to, to, for sure for there to be uh, some type of change to how levers are handled, levers and throwers. Like this is really, really hurting the game. Um, in, in my opinion, and uh, yeah, especially since uh, like you know, it turns out that most of the player base is uh, sitting in gold and below. So you get the low gold or silver or bronze, you're going to have tons of levers. You're going to have tons of Smurfs. You know, I think I told Loza last week I told the story. Yeah, with Anthony was on. I told the story about the Smurf who re, who was going to heal, but then he was like, you know, once he saw that he was the only healer, he was like, I'm going to throw this if, no, if somebody else doesn't heal. Like, that's not the attitude uh, that we want to see. So uh, there's something that needs to be done. Blizzard needs to take it seriously. They need to be brainstorming on how they can how they can fix this problem. The first way they could do it is by stop having those, uh, <laughs> those reports go to like junk mail when people do report, <laughs> report for player, uh, poor, poor teamwork. So I know that's one thing. Um, I know there was, uh, on the forums, there was a suggestion that, um, well, actually, sorry, it wasn't a suggestion. It was kind of a request. This for this player, he got up to diamond and he fell down, I think to gold. And basically, he was talking about uh, the fact that, you know, when when he plays at his rank, you know, which is gold, people see that diamond emblem and they're, you know, the MA team is, is like, you know, getting angry at him because they're like matchmaking sucks or uh, he's getting harassed by his teammates because he's being he's, it's expected that he's that he's going to do better than he should even though the logic should be, it's like, wait a second, I'm gold, but a diamond player is here. This guy probably dropped all the way down, but I guess people don't really think of it like that. So, you know, I think in season five, when your rank drops, your emblem should drop. It's not, it's not that, I'm sorry, but it's not that important. Like, I, I, like okay, fine, he made it to diamond, but anybody can get, no, nah, sorry, not anybody can make a diamond. Now I should rephrase that. It's just that, you know, somebody can get carried. People, even though it should be a bit harder now with the win streak changes that they made, you still can get carried to Diamond. I see streamers do it all the time. You know, streamers do it. They still get carried to Diamond. So, uh, I, I would like to see I mean, car- carrying, I don't think carrying is going to go away. Like, people are, people are it's, it's not, it's a, it's a really hard thing to contain. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. I don't think carries are a problem. I, if somebody wants to carry their friend, okay, fine. But hopefully that friend just keeps playing with their group so that they don't get dropped back down. What I'm saying is that the emblem should change. If you drop oh, yeah, your diamond no, and you fine. drop from diamond, your emblem needs to change. If you're I'm, platinum and you drop to gold, your emblem should change. I think that's your emblem should change. But to lessen the blow a little bit, you get the gold. You know the rewards you get, the gold reward or whatever? You get oh, the, the CP. gold. 
Yeah, you get the CP for your highest point during the season. Does that make sense? No, no. I mean, I, I know what you're saying. We actually have a topic a little later on that argues that point, too. And oh, I kind well, of agree shit. with it, but... Yeah. Oops. <laughs> no, that's no, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, like, I, if that, that's... Yeah, like if, if to soften the blow, you're right. It's like, you know, you made it... This is the highest you've made it, so bam, you get that much CP no matter I mean, what. You busted your ass, you made it there, but oh, you had a really bad week, and then we just cut you, cut your legs out from underneath you. Our bad, you know. You never know. I think you're completely right. I, I, I actually look at everyone on the other team prior to the match, beginning to see if they are at the rank that it shows them at. Because I, at where I'm at, I get queued with an all diamond team, but then I look at them. And most of them are lower than Diamond. I would rather just see what they are currently. And then if I look at their profile, I want to see where they got highest. And I do uh, agree with Mikey. They should for sure get the rewards for the highest rank that, that they hit. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like it does make it hard for players to perceive if matchmaking is working well or not. Yeah, it's you know, very confusing. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't understand why they do that, keep them, because in other games, like in StarCraft, for example, if you are, let's say you're a platinum player, and you drop in the gold, when you drop the gold, your emblem changes back to gold. You know, they, it's actually, a, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, they uh, said why they, they did that in, uh, I believe it was season two. They said it, so no, it was season three. They said it so that, uh, they didn't want to make everybody feel bad for dropping. Oh, teardrops. <laughs> you know, yeah. No, I'm sorry. It needs to just, yeah, smallest violin. I right, mean, Mike? if you lose the rank, <laughs> if you drop the rank, you're still yeah. getting, I mean, literally, it's like, well, I dropped the rank, but at least I get to come to the icon. Like, really? Like, I'm sorry, your rank's still dropped. Like, whether you yeah. have the icon or not, you still in that downward rank. We can look at the number and we can be like, "Yep, you're 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 in that downward rank." Sorry, I don't care if you have the icon, but I mean, good for you. You hit the highest, but I mean, you still dropped. Now, yeah, what exactly. I would like to see is I would like to see prior seasons internal MMR drop off. Like at the start of season five, I would like to see. Season one, drop out of your internal MMR. So then it would just drop out. And so if you played poorly in season one, your actual internal MMR would go up quite a bit with that with that drop off. Or if you played really good season one and then you aren't playing as good now, which probably isn't the case. In most cases, you're probably playing better. But if right. so, then it would it would drop it off. So it would still keep a history of it, but it wouldn't hold you back so much. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, streamers and pros that have talked about this and it holds players that had no idea what they were doing in season one and two that have learned a lot. It holds them down quite a bit. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I can totally see that. That's a good idea. That's that's realistic. I mean, that's a realistic one. To be honest with you, I kind of wish they'd get rid of the SR system in general or just make the SR system the internal MMR system. I don't see the purpose of making the SR, of having SR and internal MMR. Um, with StarCraft, it made sense because StarCraft, you in your division, you see you, you're point-based, right? But you have an internal MMR you have, and so that you can't see. SR is supposed to be representative of how good you are. SR stands for skill rank. Isn't that what MMR is supposed to do for you? <laughs> you know, it's, it's the same thing. But I I think competitive overall, and this is this is a pipe dream because I, I I mean I can't imagine them doing it, especially at this point. And you never you never know. It might take them years to catch up to this, and they might do it eventually, just like Hots now is 2.0 with a different uh, system. But what I would like to see is that they need to make competitive a ladder. Because that's what people actually want. Like this system that we have now is not, you know, you always people use the term climbing. I'm climbing or I'm falling. This system is not built for you to climb. It's built for you to find your place and stay there. And that's called, yes, exactly. And that's what causes a lot of frustration in players when they actually hit their plateau. Where there's a kind of, yeah, plateau where they're supposed to be. And the system is throwing them hardballs. Like, I'm sorry, but the system will put you into a shitty match if it thinks that you're moving out of its place, you know? So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, I, go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm kind of, I'm on the fence on, on, on that. I like to watch my numbers grow, but I also like just having good matches. And it seems that, I do, and then when I put a little more work in, I do more research, and I watch more pro pro streamers, and I try harder, I seem to rise. And I do like that part of it. So, I mean, I just want to have a good game, whether it's gold, it's bronze, whatever. I just want to have a good competitive game. I don't even like it when the other team has a has a lever. I don't feel good about that. Oh no, I agree. But that's the, I think that SR system, like that competitive matchmaking, should be across the board, even in quick play. I think quick play should actually match you up with people who are just as good as you were in that in that range. Supposedly, of, it does. No, it doesn't. Supposedly. <laughs> now, Supposedly. I will say when I played on my Smurfs, like the the uh, first few times, like level 1 through 10 was the funniest thing in the world because I'm literally just 1v6ing everyone. And it's it was just... Um, but then like three games later, all of a sudden, it's a lot harder. So it yeah. sees something. Well, that's how, I mean, it does definitely adjust it, but still, like, I th- it's a much wider berth. Like, I remember when I was uh, playing Xbox for the first time, my, like, levels 1 through, like, let's say, for me, it's levels 1 through 15, and I'm just blowing teams away. Like, I'm using Roadhog. This is before the Roadhog 2.0, where everybody was crying, and, like, yeah, they couldn't do anything. Like, it, it was pretty, it was pretty bad. Kind of fun. Kind of fun, but I wouldn't want to be like that all the time, <laughs> to be honest with you. No, but yeah, I mean, uh, I I can't see Blizzard, especially in the near future, especially not season five, doing that. But that's just something I wish they'd even consider. Like I like the, the SR, I'm not the SR system, but I like the competitive system they had in beta. I don't see what the problem was with that, uh, where everybody starts at the bottom and you climb your way up. 
didn't see a problem. Now, more realistically, one thing I would I wish they would implement for season five replays. Replays need to be sa- uh, they need to have saved replays. Oh my gosh, yes they do. And I want to watch it from every character's point of view. If I got killed by a crazy good Hanzo, I want to watch him. Yeah, exactly. Just that's the whole like point of replays. Starcraft. Yeah, that's the whole point. Like you get beat, you don't watch your replays when you beat somebody. You watch your replays when you get beat. You go back, you see what they did, and you're like, okay, yeah. I understand it. That's how you get better. I don't understand why that wasn't a higher priority. Which brings me to a point I keep bringing up: why Blizzard should not be in control of their competitive community <laughs> if they just don't have the t- the proper priorities. That should have been a huge priority, especially with them, you know, trying to blow up Overwatch League. You know, I mean, Overwatch League has been in the in the news a lot recently because of, um, you know, some people are saying that Blizzard's actually trying to push out, um, sm- not smaller teams, but like I guess you would say um, traditional esports teams. For bigger, like, you know, sports franchises like the New England Patriots or the Philadelphia 76ers, stuff like that. Um, but, you know, some mm. of the decisions they make in-game, in my opinion, kind of hamper that. You know, they kind of kind of hamper what they're trying to do with this, with, this e- with this E-League and make it, like, just like sports. But you can't do that but have cheese in the game so that, you know, when somebody's uh, nine-year-old daughter wants to play, she's able to hop on Junkrat and, uh, you know, stay in the game to a degree. That, that's the thing. Like, you can't really afford that. So, uh, I think I'm, I'm very interested in what's going to happen in the future between Overwatch as an eSport and these other games that are going to be coming out. Like Quake Lot, keep calling it Quake Lot, like Quake Champions and Lawbreakers, which are super focused on competition. I think you know. we'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the player, the player base for Overwatch, I think, is going to stay in Overwatch. The people who play Overwatch on a regular basis and do quick plays like that, I think that's going to stay. You know, I don't think that's going to get touched. Like the average player is not just going to hop over to Quake Champions. Uh, but I'm talking about from an esports competitive point of view they need it in the main menu they need a button that says esports so you can click it and i think they probably have that in plans but they need that that's uh that's what helped league a lot from what i've read uh like you could just click in the i've never played league but from what i've read you can click a button in the main menu and go to esports and get you, redirected. Yeah, there's there's links, and if there's matches going on, they'll let you click on a link, and it takes you to go watch the match. And you know they have broadcasters and all that jazz. And I mean, League's had time to develop all this, though. I mean, League is old as dirt now. It um, is. It is. But at the same time, the way games used to be developed, right, is that developers would take a good idea from a game and then add that to the game on release. You know, and if if League did that already and it was a good idea, I think Overwatch, especially for esports, should have done it. You don't, Blizzard likes to reinvent the wheel, and they don't always have to. And that's that. It, it's a great thing. It's a great thing sometimes. Like Heroes of the Storm, completely reinvented the wheel for that. Not completely, but they did a lot. Okay. Um, no, there's a lot of wheel invention. Overwatch. <laughs> right? and, and then you know Overwatch. You know that's the thing. That's you know that's you know, Team Fortress on steroids. <laughs> but um, the uh, 
Yeah, sometimes they don't need to, and that's part of the problem. But you know, well, what you all I've, with it? yeah, all I've got to say about the Overwatch League, as as long as Robert Kraft is in is involved, I have I have a positive outlook. I hate the Patriots, but man, he knows business, and he knows. I mean, he just knows how to make money. So if he's backing it, I think like they will get others. Oh, I definitely think so, especially with a high price tag like that. But, you know, we haven't seen in terms of the Overwatch League. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've seen um, lots of competitive Overwatch over the past year, actually before almost two years, not a year and a half, because let's say what beta start November of uh, 2015, I think. Uh, so, and you know, a little bit before that, I think even less people had access, but, um, we've had, we've seen a lot of competitive overwatch, but even from people who I know who watch competitive overwatch, they're kind of getting tired of it a little, you know, it's, it's kind of getting stale for them. Well, uh, I, me just, and Mike, kinda, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say since the announcement of the overwatch league, lots of there just hasn't been a lot of of tournaments because everybody's trying to wait and see. Maybe Blizzard should be a little bit more trans transparent to get those rolling more. Yes, yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely say so. I think the first season is definitely there's going to be tons of eyes on it, especially for the first season. They need to nail it, and I think they need to know that. Maybe that's why one of the reasons why you know we're kind of complaining about it, but one of the reasons why we're not hearing too much about it. They know they need to nail it in the first season. So we'll see. But in terms of season five, anybody else have any other wishes for season five? Doomfist. <laughs> and Terry in the middle Cruz. of the season. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do I do like how they did Orissa though. I would almost even go further and say make it one month. Because I had a lot of bad Orissas when it first launched in competitives. I still have bad Orissas in competitive. You play uh, more than me, though, so... <laughs> I mean, you have I, bad sub, you have bad Sombras, so I mean... Oh, Sombra. Sombra's rough. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have been worked by one, but normally we end up working them. Now, what I have been doing lately is on, on defense, on uh, 2CP, we'll run a, a Soldier, Reinhardt, Orissa... Torb, Symmetra, Mercy. Mm. Can't, can't win. You just can't. <laughs> and we hope to go, we hope to, to, def, to, to defend second because if they, if they mirror that, it's hard for us to beat it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're telling your secrets. <laughs> yeah, now everyone's copying. Yeah. Good luck now. <laughs> well, I copied it from from Pro Play in in Apex. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I gotta start playing with you. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah! Uh, let's move on though. Let's go go to uh, the Michael Chu AMA. He did it uh, AMA, I think Monday, uh, I believe. And uh, for those who don't know, Michael Chu is the lead writer for Overwatch. And a couple of, couple of interesting things came up. I mean, most of the stuff that he talked about was about, surprise, writing and story and lore. 
didn't give that much uh, info on what we can expect in the future. I guess it was most more of a he was more answering more questions about uh, past things in Overwatch, like which characters was it hard to write for, uh, what made you do X Y Z, how can I get involved in writing stuff like that. Uh, but there are a couple interesting tidbits. Like he said, um, you know, he was really excited for that for the uprising content because he always wanted to do something more in the Overwatch lore of when Overwatch was in its heyday. He says, now that that's done, though, they're going to focus on what he'd like to focus on heroes who haven't gotten that much attention. The first person that popped into my head for me personally is Zarya. Symmetra. I want more. You want Symmetra. Okay. Yes, you did want Symmetra. But Look. then is, she had a comic. Symmetra had a comic? Hey, hey, Zarya was in a CG trailer. For five seconds? And everyone got excited about it. You were in a CG trailer. You were even in the Christmas comic. I, Symmetra was literally an image on a magazine in the Christmas comic. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, but you have more information uh, story-wise about Symmetra from her comic. I mean, you know she's autistic because of her comic. You know. So, like, yeah, you, you have, it gives you more information about her versus Zarya, who, you know, they got her to come do a job. But I want more info. I want to see, you know, I want a yep. cinematic of Zarya, a comic of Zarya. I want to see Zarya lifting some weights, something. She's in Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that doesn't help me, Mikey. <laughs> so, Go ahead, Bob, sorry. Uh, I just I just want to throw one thing in because if I don't my wife that is sitting right over here will kill me. My wife works with children with autism and the way you're supposed to say it is is uh Symmetra has autism, not she's aut she's autistic cuz you wouldn't say the cancer child, you would say the child with cancer. So I had to say that or she would have killed me. So I will note will it, adjust. even though I probably would say cancer child. <laughs> cancer child. <laughs> oh, me too. And this is Lord, <laughs> Lord help us if Ja has children. <laughs> Lord help them. <laughs> I will. So Symmetra has autism, not Symmetra is autistic. Ah. I will. Perfect. That has been filed and noted. <laughs> uh, see, Watchpoint Radio, educational. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like we got information on Symmetra. But the first person that popped in my head was Zarya, Diva. I mean, we don't have a ton of information on Diva. You know, she goes from you know pro video game player to Korean military. You know, there's some trans, there's some transition in there. That's just the way. It, that's just the way it works, man. Like, yeah. haven't, like, haven't you they ever take... watched any anime? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's, like, that's who I thought of. I mean, like, they're gonna, we know they're going to... We actually have you know, a decent amount of information on May considering there's not much you know, about her like, you know, in terms of a comic or something like that. But, you know, even... Even like you know, uh, well, no, I guess they they did. So yes, they know like because the, the alive cinematic didn't really explore Widowmaker. It just ex- explored it explored that event. It explored that event, uh, which Widowmaker was a part of, you which know. was a major part of her. Like which gave her you know, which pretty much signified her name as being like a ruthless fucking killer. Well, she got that <laughs> before she killed Mandata. Well, yeah, but like that's a pretty high up kill on your list is killing Mandata. 
Well, yeah. I bet. Yeah, sure. I mean, but... she she felt alive. Yeah, but I think she felt alive because of the fight she had with Tracer. Which no, was awesome. no, she said she said taking his life pretty much made her feel alive. I'm pretty oh, sure. <laughs> but doesn't she uh, not feel anything? That's why she's blue, like the whole well, experiment or whatever. That's well, I supposed think she slowed that's her a... heart rate and yeah. something to make her aim more accurate or some bull sci-fi. I don't know. It's supposed to be the case that she's not supposed to have any feelings, but yes, she goes to Gerard's uh, uh, grave during Christmas. And when Anna says something about Gerard in the game, like in the, in the voice lines they have with each other. She gets testy. Yeah, she gets testy. She says, you don't know anything. You didn't know anything about Gerard. So, yeah, like that's... I am I am curious. So, um, actually... Speaking of characters that they don't have much information on, like Reaper, we know he's a bad guy, right? But later on in the AMA, um, you know, somebody asks, he says, please, Mr. Chu, I'm dying to know this. Is the family we see Reaper looking at in the Christmas comics somehow related to him? If so, is there any detail about them you can give right now? And the response that Michael Chu gave was that the family that Reaper was looking at is not a random family. So does that mean that was his family? Who knows? But it definitely means that there's something significant about that panel. So more info on Reaper. And we still don't know what happened to him. You know? Yes, I would love to see what happened to him. Because Mercy makes hints. Yes. Well, and this thing, I haven't heard those voice lines in a while where he said, or she says, uh, Reaper, I didn't mean for this to happen to you. And he says, you knew exactly what you were doing. Or he's, or she goes, what happened to you, or something like that, and he goes, you tell me, Doc. Yeah, that like I've heard that one, but I haven't heard like the one that Mercy says. You know, I, I, I this is not what I intended. And you know, Anna saw his face in that comic, and she was like horrified. Does he even have a face? Is he a smoke monster, like in Lost? Like you never, like you know, what is it? Like what, oh, what's the, going on? What he brought people? Lost smoke monster in. <laughs> Nick from Wild Talk's gonna love that one. He loves <laughs> Lost. Um, but also, yeah, going forward, we should expect more lore about the Talon organization. That's what they're looking to do. What if the next, you know, uprising event is Talon instead of you know Talon based characters? Oh, you're the of, bad uh, guys. Yeah, the bad guys. There's only three bad guys for now but they're awesome i mean doom fist they can launch doom fist and then have a bad guy off yeah i guess i mean you, know, you have sombra widowmaker and uh reaper, reaper. yeah and then that's you, the metro i guess because i mean she works for vishkar but... is vishkar part of talon though i, I don't know so. it's a separate entity which is why i want more vishkar people because i need to know more about that goddamn organization ah yes very true so yeah, those are just a few things. Except for, for the most part, the AMA uh, was—I mean, it wasn't—I wouldn't call it a dud, but it wasn't like you know groundbreaking. We're gonna write a full article about this thing on PVP.net, you know, PVP Live uh, about it. So, but a couple of good things. But yeah, I am looking forward to some more of the content coming out. Um, next time we're gonna run into is about SR decay for all ranks. Now, this is that topic I mentioned earlier where I told Mikey somebody has you know, argues that, you know, uh, you should not, you know, you're basically that, well, one, it's a few things, okay? First of all, uh, you know, that, I think it goes in line with what I was saying about losing your emblem when you lose your rank, you know? Two, he wants SR Decay for all ranks because 
he thinks it's a um, a way to reduce throwers and smurfs because what players do is, you know, uh, if a player doesn't have any aspirations of hitting Grandmaster, right, and they hit Diamond or they hit Master, they're like, oh, I made it. And now they just kind of fuck around, you know, sometimes. I mean, so I think some players do it because they get a little discouraged about pushing up and it's a lot easier to throw and push down and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, when you're doing poorly, you're just like, I don't care. I already, you know, I already made 3,500. So I don't, I, I'm going to get my CP anyway. And uh, also same thing with Smurfs because people would Smurf less uh, because their rank on their mains would be going down if they didn't play them frequently enough. Unless you're Bobby, who plays, you know, several hours every night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it wouldn't really affect people like him. And players like you aren't the problem. Players are the the, the people who use Smurf accounts to play with their friends. And then for some reason, they play on the Smurf account without their friend, rank up without their friend, and now have to push back down. They, They need to throw in order to get back down to their friend. It's like people like that. So... Yeah, I definitely think Smurfs using that aspect there is still an issue. And obviously throwers, but I think it's a good idea that if you have SR Decay for all ranks, people are they can't rest in uh in competitive mode. They always have to be playing competitive. So even even if they're not making it any higher than they were, they have to play and win just to stay where they are. Well, okay. My only problem with that is the way it currently works for for diamond and and up is when you yeah. decay, your internal MMR does not. So when you go back to replay after, you, uh, say you were at thirty four hundred, you decay all the way down to three K. Your internal MMR is still up in the 3400 range, so it still puts you in matches with that range. Right. Uh, and then when you win, you get a ton of of SR, and when you lose, you lose hardly any because your in your internals higher. At least that's how I understand it from what I've read. Yes, no, you're right. That is how it works, and I think that's I think that's still okay because if you're playing on a regular basis, odds are your SR isn't going to decay low anyway. If you're 3400 and your SR decays to uh, 3000, I think that's the lowest it can go. Yep, you haven't played in some time, and the reason they put the system in place where you get a chunk of SR back is because you know some people just they take vacations, they can't play for two weeks. You know, if I was in Diamond. Like I couldn't play all this week. My SR would be decayed for sure. You know, so it would be for like people like me. But what he's saying, you know, the thing is like what he's saying is maybe, maybe it needs some limits. Maybe it's like it decays at all the way down to the lowest part of that rank at most. Maybe, maybe it's dying. It, it goes down to 33,000. Uh, I guess that kind of negates the issue then. Cause some people are like, well, I made diamond. I'm going to get my CP. I'm just going to stay here. So maybe it does need to decay even further down into other ranks where if you don't play because uh, you're playing your Smurf or, you know, if you're throwing, well, the th- it affects you more frequently. I think the largest problem with people that throw is really the problem is education. What these people don't realize is their ending rank in the season prior to the new 
is going to directly directly affect their placement in the next uh, in the next season. So if they go if they drop one like 500 1000 SR then they're going to place right around there even if they win 10 10 games in a row. Like you're still going to be within 200 SR of what you ended the prior season with. Mhm. And so, right. like, maybe just letting them know that if you leave, you're just hurting your... I mean, you're cutting off your nose to to spite your face. I think a lot of those people, though, a lot of them know, I think they don't care because they probably feel they can just get back there. You know, that's the thing. Um, you know, you would assume, it would be nice to assume they just don't know, and like, you tell them, it's like, oh, okay. I mean, because at that point, I'm like, who would even think that like the first time I heard about people throwing games, it was kind of like, really? Like, why? <laughs> you know, why? This is I, yeah, I don't get it. Throwing like, is, I don't understand it. It it's, makes me sick to my stomach. It is literally just that I, I'm a spiteful ass motherfucker, but like I'm not even that spiteful. Like it is <laughs> just pure spite. <laughs> well, if they yeah. do enough, then you should for sure report and try and get your whole team and the other team to report. I had a road dog one time that said he was going to throw if we didn't get one more one more healer. We had one Mercy and one Symmetra on defense, two CP. That's a pretty common, good, yeah. you know, support comp for for defense. And he continued to just run into the to the other team, not shoot. I mean, and the other team was mad at him and called him a child. I mean, but at that point, he's gonna throw. But if you report, we might have a chance to get something done. Believe. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I just I I report. I report even bad teamwork. Like oh yeah, so do just I. I mean just just in the hopes that it will trigger something. Nah, no, you you, you do. It's that yeah, throwers are definitely. I I know I'm really glad that when I place it in place low gold, because that's that's almost like being in silver in terms of the attitudes of people, the skill level, and then people throwing games and stuff like that. So, and in it seems like everyone in. NA wants to blame everyone but them but but themselves. When I lose, I try to look and even when I win, I try to look at what I did did poorly, what I can improve, not what everyone else can. I can only take care of me. Exactly. That's why you're in diamond and they're in silver. Like <laughs> Well, I'm in that cuz a lot of teamwork. I mean, it's I mean, I didn't do that just uh solo queuing like i had i had friends we worked together we worked as a a team we gave each other cre- uh critiques like you know it was not just me it was a, it's a team game right no absolutely but a lot of people the lower ranks you go a lot of people don't realize that it's part oh, of yeah. the problem so but uh the yeah one thing's they can carry that is true. That is true. Before we move on, I want to say that the only thing I used to do that would be considered close to throwing to throwing game in another game is TKing and Counter Strike. But still, that wasn't throwing game. TK, TK, uh, team killing. 
So you're you're on you're playing the game. You have an argument with the teammate. You shoot him in the face. Oh, <laughs> you kill your oh. teammate. But we would still win. That sounds <laughs> like the worst of the worst. But the, like we would do, like I would do it. But the thing is, like now I have to carry to win. Like, it's like I can't TK my own teammate and then not win the round because winning the rounds, the icing on the cake is like I killed you because we don't need you because you're a scrub. <laughs> like you know so. <laughs> That that's is how definitely you sp- not the team mentality, job. Oh, uh, that's how you sprinkle salt in Counter Strike. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I played with my actual team, of course we didn't do that. But you know, pick up games and stuff like that. Eh, sometimes you want to have a good time. But let's go ahead and get into our weekly updates. Weekly updates. All right, so uh, two weekly updates. One, um, like I said, Blizzard still hasn't confirmed anything for anniversary uh, for the anniversary, but. Microsoft did when they accidentally leaked uh, the an image of the 50th and oh sorry the 50th anniversary loot boxes that you can buy on the store. Way to go, consoles! Always leaking the shit. <laughs> consoles can't keep anything secret. I did not <laughs> see a price on that. I think it was oh, fifty loot box like, for fifty dollars. It's forty bucks. It's forty bucks. bucks yeah. Like that. Oh, that's a great deal. Well, that, yeah, you can get that now. I mean, you can always mm-hmm. get 50 loot boxes for 40 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so I so. can get, okay, so then maybe I'm off. Because I normally buy 20 worth every uh, every event. I did yes, in the sir, last usually, one, but I normally do. I usually like, buy 50 every event. <laughs> yeah, he's he's money. Apparently, he's just got money laying around. Wait, what um, do you pay? It's 40 bucks for 50 loot boxes. Uh, so basically, I've, I've well, I've actually bought Overwatch three times, and I have bought Overwatch <laughs> and loot boxes four times. <laughs> and I've bought Overwatch three three times. Although a lot of that was with gift cards, but either way, I've only bought loot boxes on one of my Smurf accounts, and that was just because I really wanted this last uh, Genji skin. Oh yeah, yeah I um. I don't know, the last, I did, you know, my main reason for buying loot boxes the last event wasn't so that I can um, actually get a lot of stuff, because I actually got, in regular loot boxes, I got a lot of stuff that I wanted, surprisingly. It was actually because I'm taking loot box stats to, you know, say, you know, this is how many, this is like, you know, what I found o- over the course of opening a thousand loot boxes, so. Uh, yeah, so we. It sounds lame, but the reason that I do it is just to support Overwatch. I mean, I appreciate them constantly adding content and working on the game, and that's why I love it, and that's why I continue to play it. Like this game now is a complete different game from the first season of of competitive, you know, and I love that. Oh yeah, that's absolutely. It could have been the first season of competitive. They would have listened. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, not having double heroes and competitive. Why would that be a strange thought? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. I got you. No, it doesn't, that doesn't sound lame. It's appreciated for everybody who doesn't buy loot boxes. <laughs> you know, they get to, they get to play because you you support. Uh, also, in this weekly updates, there was a infographic that came out, uh, basically laying out all the stats for the uprising event, um, which was. It looks like a lot of people played. <laughs> a lot of people played. A lot of people kept playing back. Go figure. You you put out story content and people actually care. Yeah, huh. exactly. It's like, you know, they should have did this a long time ago or something like that, right? You would think. But, uh, yeah, so let's see. Let's look at the stats. So uh, 
146,506,333 Uprising Brawl matches completed. 67, uh, 67,232,3098 Overwatch victories, while Null Sector had 78,273,935 9, Null Sector victories. Now, when we get down to the win percentages, you'll see why that's the case. Uh, 8,546,653,485 Omnics destroyed, uh, most destroyed by a single player. Now, I thought this was interesting. PlayStation 4, 2,360. Xbox One, 2,155. PC, 1,911. What? Sleeping. Sleeping on PC. Uh, so average win rate. So uh, for normal, which was easy. Uh, or actually, no, they had an easy setting. So it was easy. 75% win rate. Come on, guys. We, we're better than that. We're better than that. <laughs> it should be 100%. Okay. I mean, there were people probably trying to do expert should like Radigate thinking should. they were good. And I bet you that lowered it. No, this, I'm t- this is specifically for the easy difficulty. Yeah, oh. That's bad. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah 75%. That's bad. Come on. Now, the normal difficulty... Uh, or I guess, no, I think normal was the easy difficulty, and then it was hard. 28% win rate. You're just not working together, folks. You're just not working together. Expert, 3% win rate. I'm dis- I am disappointed. <laughs> I am disappointed. And for, what, legendary? 0.6% win rate. You're better than that, Overwatch community. You're better than that. You're letting jaw down. <laughs> uh, uh, the average. How much oh, did you guys try it? Oh, I, you know, I tried it quite a bit, but by the time I got to like what the fifth day, I, I had I had a legendary victory, actually two legendary victories. Oh man, so, really? Yeah, like the highest level. Yeah, because like, the thing about legendary is that it's the same amount of omnics. It's this. It's actually almost the same difficulty as expert. The only difference that I saw between expert and legendary was that the NPCs were more accurate. So you, what you couldn't do is sit still, basically. <laughs> you know, you had to dot your eyes and cross your T's. So yeah, not saying it was easy. It wasn't easy, but still, it was very doable. Yeah, I beat it once or twice. Uh, once on each of the the all heroes and the regular on the second to hardest, but. Mm-hmm. Now the main one, like that, was pretty much just a walk in the park. Like you just kind of walk by. Yeah, kinda, just so you can kind of see. You could melee through that. Yeah, just so you can kind of see what happened. Uh, well, you know what it was like. Uh, the average completion time of normal was 14 minutes and 36 seconds. The fastest completion time is 10 minutes and 48 seconds. Uh, the average completion time of uh, hard was 15 minutes and 24 seconds. But the fastest time was 11 minutes and 36 seconds. The fastest completion time, or the average completion time for expert was 17 minutes. Fastest completion time was 12 minutes and 54 seconds. Average completion time for legendary, 17 minutes, 24 seconds. And the fastest completion time was 14 seconds. And I wonder if that counts for when, if, when people were using that exploit. I wonder if they count that or they exclude that stuff. The one where you could stand and block off spawn. Yeah. Yeah. 
So the highest score achieved in a single game was 27,511. I'm pretty sure I actually came close to that with Bastion a few times, but not actually hit that number. Bastion, you could just rack up points. It was crazy. Well, yeah. Um, and you sit there and you spray and you just kill everything inside. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. Um, all Heroes mode, the average win rate was a little bit better. It's still 75% for normal. Come on, guys. Uh, 37% for hard, 10% for expert, and 1% for legendary. Most pick heroes were Bastion, obviously, Mercy, Orissa, and Soldier 76. So I can see it. Highest win rate um, in terms of characters, all difficulties. Lucio, 60, 61%. Symmetra, 60%. 58% Torbjorn. 54% Diva. Highest win rate legendary only. Zenyatta, 2.3%. Orisa, 1.8%. 1.7% for Reinhardt. 1.6% for, for Bastion. We added a Zenyatta to our, to our comp later on, and it actually worked out really well because of the, uh, the extra damage. Yeah, that Discord orb. Oh, uh, yeah. That wrecked him. Yep. So, let's see. Two thousand, uh, 203,887,204 loot box, uh, oh, sorry, uh, Uprising loot boxes earned. Uh, most crafted skins, like you can craft skins. Come on, it's fucking RNG Blizzard. Get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> it's uh, Genji, McCree, Mercy, and Reinhardt. So, two out of four ain't bad for good uh, skins. You can <laughs> craft them for craft. 3K. Gold. gold. Yeah, for 3K. Oh, you mean for people buying them. I, I don't call it yeah. crafting. crafting. I call it buying okay, them. Crafting gold. Yeah, I'm crafting my money. I'm get, Yeah, exactly. I'm. <laughs> yeah, I don't say when I go to the supermarket, I don't say I'm crafting, you know, sushi here. I do. Well, you're, you're not. <laughs> you're, not? Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm buying sushi, not crafting sushi. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, shit. Uh, yeah, but yeah, those are, those are the stats. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, if they don't do this more frequently, it would be, it would be incredibly stupid. I mean, that's just the only word that I can use for it. Obviously, yeah. people want it; they're excited for it, right? Yeah, but they can't also just churn them out like one after the other after the other, or it start losing its it start losing losing its special feeling. Well, that's why they have to around. make them special every time. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't just have the same one over and over again. You got Junkin's oh, style for PVE. Yeah. You got this. You can make different scenarios for this. You know, it'll bring people back. Make it make it an event. Like, you know, first month of it is, is an event, and then you get special skins with it. Then, like I said before, leave it in the game for all heroes mode. Boom. Done. You can take that idea and use it, Blizzard. You're welcome. I like <laughs> it. Yeah, so thank you. Mike's shaking his head. I finally have somebody here who appreciates my ideas. Thank you. Bob. Well, it's it is completely obvious by these numbers that people enjoyed it. Oh yeah, yeah, it should stay in the arcade like easily, but but if and capture the flag, that's for sure. But if you <laughs> yeah. keep it in, then it loses its. Well, that for that map, yeah. So you can't do another King's Row like event. kind of thing. Yeah. Like you would have to twist it or be different, right? So. I don't know. No, you're right. Now let's move on to our community discussion for this week. Community feedback. So I want to put an idea 
everybody's ears and see and get some feedback on it from the community and we'll discuss it you know even further next week if we need to or at least we'll, we'll discuss your feedback from the uh from this idea um you know nexus challenge is going on actually i think i talked to mikey about this last week um and in order to play competitive and nexus or in oh here's a storm not only do you have to be a certain level but you have to have 15 characters that have an individual level of five uh, in order to play competitive, which is a great idea because not only does it force you to learn how to play more characters, you know how to play the game. You can be flexible now. Yeah, most MOBAs force you to be a certain level to enter competitive. Like League, you have to be level thirty on your. Right. You have to have a level thirty account to hit. But individual uh, about individual character levels. No, like I mean, just they don't, League. That's that's the difference between League and Hots. League is like. Get your account to level 30. You could play the same hero all the way there if you really want to, but that would take fucking forever. Wow. Um, but HOTS, yeah, like I, I like the idea that you have to be like certain level for certain to get in there and with so many heroes. Exactly. So I think that Overwatch should implement the same thing because, you know, going from 1 to 25, I don't think you, you're learning enough to really hop into competitive. I mean, it's part of the reason why bronze and silver is the way it is. You know, um, I think it would be great if they introduced character levels, like each individual character based on how you play that, you know, based on how much you play that character and how well you play that character gets XP. And that also show it helps. You know, it gives people information during matches, like when you're actually playing competitive, not just hours played on the character, but how well this person has actually played this character. You you can see that. Um, I think it would be great. Like, so what Overwatch has 24 characters now. I think if you had to have, you know, if at least uh, eight to ten, you think five, Mike? Five is fair. You think five well, is fair? It depends. It depends how there's two. To be honest, to be completely honest, there is a lot of dependencies on the number of characters that are required. One, how high is the level going to have to be? Two, how much XP do you get per win and per loss? Uh you know, just things like that. Like, there's a lot of dependencies that could that go into it that determine like how many heroes you would actually want them to learn to you know have at a certain level. You know it, what I mean? I know. I agree. I think just like I think it should be level five, but how long does it take to get to level five is the key. Right. right? That's that. You can say level ten, but level ten could be like ten matches and you're there. You know that kind of or you know whatever. It, yeah. It's really just dependent on how much. It, it's hard for us to say, or at least yeah. it's hard for me to say. Maybe, you know. If, yeah, I would like, say. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bob. If we kind of like, I agree with Mikey, and maybe we simplify it. It's like right now you have to get level 25. So believe it or not, since they made the changes to experience, I've done two Smurfs, and getting 25 is actually a lot longer than you than you remember. Uh, it's oh, yeah? uh, it's about twenty twenty two hours of game of of gameplay, uh, doing quick doing quick play and doing uh, different arcades. Um, the fastest way is three v three. I have found that if you get if you get medals, you can get some pretty quick. And then uh, the PVE event was a lot too. Yeah, you got a lot uh, of XP for that. <laughs> yeah. Per minute X, right. uh, XP gain was awesome there. Uh, that's how I right. got uh, my last one, Shimada Bob up. But uh, 
if you're doing five characters, then you just basically do it the same. I mean, the same as as it is now, and like that's twenty, that's level twenty five. If you're getting five characters up to level level five, I think that's right. I think that's a good that's assuming, call. That's a, but I mean that's also assuming that like the XP rate and the because the the hero level is going to be a different level than your account level. So it's so like the increase might not be the same for hero as it is to account. I say, but I say you get the same. Like if you play Hanzo that entire game, you get the same Hanzo level as you do your main level and you keep those completely separate. So So you're saying depending on how much time you spent on a hero in the match, divide how much XP you gained in that match on your account, and that's how much XP gets divided out to the heroes that you played during that match. I, I mean, I think for this type of idea, I think that would be good, and I think that would be awesome, because then right. people would have to play something else. Because that's the difficulty, too, because in this kind of system, we're saying, like, you played this hero, here's how much XP you get. The game has to be able to tell how much time you are actually on that hero versus like in any MOBA. It's just like, you picked it. That, you're there. That's, well, the, the, you're the, there. The game already knows how much time you're spending on it because it shows in your that's, stats. So, that's I mean, true. I mean, it's not hard, but it's, I'm saying it's different and it's something they have to calculate maybe differently. Then I, I agree. Some changes would have to be made. I mean, but yeah. So yeah. I mean, like you said, Blizzard likes to reinvent the wheel. For no fucking reason. <laughs> they do. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, we just need to get that under control a little bit. But I think I think that would be a good idea if there was more. Like, not only did you have to get to level twenty five, but also have to play multiple characters. I think personally. So, uh, but it, we want to know what you guys. I'm sorry. Go ahead, but we want to say something. Oh, I was just I was silently uh, agreeing. That was an awesome idea. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we want to hear what you guys have to say. Um, so definitely, uh, you know, write us back WPRMashlessButtons.com or comment on the site, hit us up on discord. We're in there. So yeah, let us, let us know what you think about that, but that's going to bring the show to a close. Uh, as always, we're always looking for your overwatch stories. So if you have any funny or maybe angry stories, amazing overwatch stories, go ahead and send them in. We'll talk about them on the show. Uh, we have a few different communities across platforms. We have uh, a PS4 community. We have an Xbox One club. Those are both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. So go ahead and join those clubs uh, and we can hook up and play sometime. Uh, that will be awesome. We do have a Discord and it doesn't matter what platform you play on for that. Uh, just hop on the Discord, which our Discord server is discord.mash4.me. So discord.mash4.me. And that'll take you into our Discord. And thanks to everybody that's already there and, you know, talks to us. I always like to talk about Heroes of Overwatch, uh, which is a Facebook Overwatch community that a lot of us are already a part of. I know a lot of the people who listen to this show are already a part of that community. And it's awesome. So whether you want to find people to play with, because always great people to play with across all platforms, or you just want to see the dankest Overwatch memes, go ahead and check out Heroes of Overwatch. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. We're available on multiple platforms uh, we are on iTunes, Apple Podcasts for iOS, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Casts, Podbean, SoundCloud, and we have an RSS feed, so if you have your own podcatcher, you can just throw it in there. Uh, links are available for each platform right on the Mashless Buttons website. 
Uh, our main Twitter account is twitter.com slash MTB site. Uh, I'm sorry. Our main Twitter account is twitter.com slash watchpoint radio. Sorry. That's for this show. Uh, but we also have a Mashless Buttons Twitter account, which is twitter.com slash MTB site. We have facebook.com slash Mashless Buttons and youtube.com slash Mashless Buttons. Mike, why don't you tell them where they can find you? They can find me on Twitter at K-E-Y underscore L-O-C-K-E. That's key underscore lock with an E underscore. All right, and Bob, why don't you tell them where they can find you? Um, if they can find you on Twitter, actually. I yeah, I'm new. <laughs> to, I don't even know. I'm new to Twitter. You can you can find me at blazon underscore Bob. It is B L A Z Z I N underscore B O B. And I might have other stuff later. All right, I'm actually looking for you right now. <laughs> I should have asked before. Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah, uh, I haven't even started following him yet. Whoops. Oh, you don't even have a profile <laughs> picture, huh? I'm working on it, man. I just, I just made <laughs> my other one I had for years got hacked because I never used it. Ah, uh, mm, gotcha. Well, you got a couple new followers now, so there you go. Awesome. <laughs> Gonna be famous. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know where you can find me at underscore jaw underscore so underscore j a a underscore. And uh, you know we encourage the audience to reach out and talk to us. Uh, you know, you can, like I said, you can reach out at uh, WPR at MashlessButtons.com or at, uh, you know, you hit us up on Twitter or on the Facebook page or on SoundCloud or right on the Matchless Buttons website. Anyway, you want to reach out, I'll try to keep a lookout for that stuff. Um, also, if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, the best way to do so is to share the show with others and to also to uh, rate and review the show on your platform of choice. That's actually very, very helpful. So if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, just go ahead and do that for us. We really, really appreciate it uh, when we get those reviews in. Uh, I encourage you to stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming up this week on Mash Those Buttons. And you can go to mashlessbuttons.com slash shows to see uh, all of our podcasts. So, uh, yeah. That, that's the end of our show. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks, Bob. How'd you how'd you enjoy your first show? Uh, it was great, man. I loved it. It was great. He did he did a great job. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to many more. Yes, me me too. It should be fun. Uh, but uh, yeah, all right, we're gonna get on out of here, guys. And you guys have a good week and enjoy Overwatch. Take care, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>